Hey everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Cannon, and in this episode, we are covering the third season episode of Star Trek Discovery, Unification 3. This is the one where, after being demoted back to being the science officer on the Discovery after disobeying an order from Saru, who had finally become captain, and wondering if she still belongs on the ship after spending a year in the future finding herself along with her new boyfriend, Book, Michael and Saru find out that what was formerly known as Vulcan is now called Nevar, which is inhabited by both Vulcans and Romulans, and that because of a controversial experiment called SB-19, Navarre withdrew from the Federation a hundred years earlier in the wake of the burn. In need of the data from the experiment, in order to find out the root cause of the burn, the Discovery jumps to Navarre in hopes to get the data and to restart diplomatic relations between Navarre and the Federation. And when the president of Navarre denies their request for the SB-19 data, Michael, as a graduate of the Vulcan Science Academy, invokes the right to Tikalin Ket, a philosophical process designed to unearth deep truths. And as Michael prepares, along with her mother, Gabrielle, who at this point had become a member of the Koat Malat, a sect of Romulan nuns who bind themselves to lost causes and live and die by the preset of absolute candor, Saru begins a dialogue with Trina, the Vulcan president of Navarre, and Tilly, who earlier in the episode had been asked by Saru to be the acting first officer, asks Samus how he would feel if she took the position. Coming at the halfway point of the third season, Unification 3 is one of my new favorite episodes of the Star Trek franchise, one that brings many threads across the tapestry of the franchise together in a unique way. For starters, from the episode title alone, this episode is a sequel episode to the Unification 2-parter from The Next Generation that aired almost 30 years earlier. This was the two-parter where Spock went to Romulus to begin the process of unification between the Vulcans and the Romulans. And this episode, which has footage of Leonard Nimoy from Unification 2 as an archival hologram for Michael to watch, is the payoff of that, as well as with Michael and Spock's relationship that was played out during the second season of Discovery. It also brought in the new element of the Kowat Malat that was introduced in the first season of Star Trek Picard, which had aired earlier that year. And the name of Navar comes from the Dorothy and Mithanwi stories that were in the fanzine T-Negative, which was published back in 1967 and coined by linguist Dorothy Jones. Thus, this might be the first time when something from Star Trek fan fiction has been incorporated into the Star Trek universe. This, along with all the backstory from the series so far, makes Unification 3 a joining of many aspects of the Trek mythology. It's also another great episode for the journey of Michael Burnham's character, where in order order to get the critical information they need, she has to be honest to not only the quorum, but to herself, which leads to one hell of a scene. It's fairly lengthy, but I think it's worth it to play it in its entirety here. To call and cat resumes. I have presented data that I believe shows that the burn was not caused by SB-19. However, it is true that I cannot be sure. With humility, I ask for your help. And we are telling you that the SB-19 data definitively concludes that the burn started here. Why don't you believe us? 
Commander Burnham, are you speaking on behalf of the Federation? Yes, I am. Then everything you say must be weighted with that fact. The Bar did not take the decision to leave the Federation lightly. You are asking us to trust that they will not use our data unwisely. That they will not resume the original experiment. That is a big ask. I know. But the Federation can be trusted. She's asking this quorum to take what she says on faith. She demands trust while her own actions are cynical. I only seek to share information that can better both of our futures. And we should believe you. Yes, because you are being honest when you say the Federation has Navarre's best intentions at heart. Yes. But your own story is completely incongruous to those assertions. What? Didn't you mutiny against your friend and mentor, Captain Philippa Giorgio, at the Battle of the Binary Stars so you could deal with the Klingons as you saw fit? Yes, but then... Didn't she ultimately die in that battle? Yes. Less than 48 hours ago, you were relieved of your duty as first officer again for disobeying yet another direct command from yet another captain. This is who the Federation sends us after nearly a century. And just moments ago, she shared her misgivings with me about whether or not she even belongs here. Isn't that true? It is not that simple. It is. So I will ask again, why does this quarrel, why does anyone have any reason to trust you or the Federation? Distinguished peers, let me speak truth to you because she is unable to. She did not have the childhood I would have wished for her. I orphaned her. She may have grown up here, but she was never Vulcan. She is human, through and through. And being human, she is governed by emotion and a desire to insinuate herself into certain matters of import to fill an emotional void. I maintain that that void has made her vulnerable to manipulation at the hands of the Federation. I am not being manipulated. Then you knowingly admit to letting them exploit the fact that you're Spock's sister? I would never disrespect my brother, you know that. Your methods and motives are clouded, even to yourself. You demanded this quorum without resolving, to be honest. You thought that I would not fulfill my duty to draw the truth from you because I'm your mother. But you're mistaken. Fine. There are things I didn't willingly share. But as my Kowat Malat advocate, I demand that you confirm the truth. Didn't the Federation give me a mission and a purpose? Yes. Didn't the Federation give me a place and a family? Yes. Did my crew and I risk our lives and work together in the past to save all sentient life in the universe? That is true. And isn't it true that the only reason we are all sitting here today is because the Federation gave me and the crew of the USS Discovery the resources and the mandate to solve the biggest, most troublesome problems in the galaxy? Yes. Didn't you see all of us, imperfect and flawed as we all are, still live up to its best ideals? Yes, I did. So I may question and I may fear because the problems often seem insurmountable, but haven't we always risen to meet them? Yes. So why don't you believe me when I say that it is the greater good I am fighting for that I have always been fighting for? Then why are you struggling with whether or not you belong here?
so much higher now. Everything is different. And every day there's this fear. This fear that I'm, I'm doing it wrong. Like I'll destroy the people I love. And what if I lose everything and everyone? After all we've sacrificed. I know. <laughs> Now, she speaks truthfully. I thank you for your care. Daughter. From a plot character, theme, and mythology perspective, Unification 3 for me exemplifies what the Star Trek franchise can achieve at its best. And another reason this is one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek Discovery is that I've worked with someone who was in this episode. The role of Niraj, the Romulan governor among the three quorum members, is played by Oliver Becker. He's a Canadian character actor who's been on shows like The X-Files, Rookie Blue, and The Girlfriend Experience. But I know him best as Hank Crawford, Billy's alcoholic turned sober father on Burden of Truth, the show I worked on for the last four years. During season three, I had overheard in the office that he was unavailable for some specific days because he was doing an episode of Star Trek Discovery. And then a year later, there was one day where I had to deliver his per diem to the building he was staying at. And when I knocked on his door and handed his per diem to him, he recognized the TNG era communicator badge pin that I wear every day when I'm either in the office or on set. He then took out his phone and he showed me pictures of him in the makeup chair next to Doug Jones. So this was another instance of my professional life and geek fandom intersecting. This time, it was with someone who was currently in Star Trek. And it's so fun to see him go from the Hey Billy Boy drunk to this regal, serious Romulan governor. So, for that personal connection, as well as exemplifying what Star Trek can achieve, Unification 3 is not just my favorite episode of the third season of Discovery, but one of my favorite episodes of all of Star Trek. And that's it for Star Trek Discovery. Join me tomorrow when we take a quick side trip over to Star Trek Short Treks with a character that, if he had any money, he'd be sipping jippers on a beach somewhere. Live long and prosper, and also, live well.